I invite you all to participate. Church New Year. Uh, I <laughs> I hope you uh, weren't out partying too much last night to celebrate this this shift to Advent and the start of our next church calendar year. So just a quick lesson for those of you who may not know: our new year for the church starts on the first Sunday of Advent today, and we run on a three-year cycle. Year A, then year B, then year C. And that cycle dictates our readings and theological focus each year. We have just moved from year C back to year A today. A brand new cycle. And so it is fitting to party down as perhaps some of you were doing late into the night last night. It being New Year's Eve. Ah, but here's the rub. You now must put away your party horns and hats and get down to business. Because Advent is a time, a season for pondering, waiting, wondering, and hoping. No more late night parties, as I know so many of you are wont to do. I'm looking at you, Diane, reading there in the back. No, Advent is an opportunity for us to settle down to welcome the early darkness at this time of year and to curl ourselves up into the embrace of God. It's also a time, as Jesus says in today's gospel reading, to keep awake. And you know, <laughs> whenever this set of readings comes around in year A, Advent 1, I daydream about marketing a line of religious alarm clocks. <laughs> Stay with me. Uh, <laughs> One would look like a friendly cartoon version of St. Paul, though, though I recognize that friendly is not an adjective usually associated with that blessed saint. The St. Paul alarm clock would wake you up by waving its little arms as its eyes light up, and it proclaims the words in today's epistle to the Romans, chapter 13, verse 11, that John just read. You know what time it is. It is time for you to wake from your sleep etc. So I tell you, I daydream about this every three years, and this year I've actually developed a prototype for the voice uh, of St. Paul, which I would like to share with you now for the first time ever. This may really not work. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, in case it does, just please be aware that this stuff is proprietary, so don't go taking my idea. Okay, so here we go. St. Paul alarm clock. Picture yourself at 5.30 in the morning with little St. Paul waving his arms, eyes lighting up, and saying this. You know what time it is. How it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. Beep, beep. You know what time it is. How it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. Beep, beep. You know what time it is. How it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. Beep, beep. Isn't that great? <laughs> Please hold your applause. Uh, <laughs> Wouldn't it be refreshing to wake up to the voice of St. Paul summoning you to a new day each morning? <laughs> to have that 5.30 a.m. reminder of the impending apocalypse. <laughs> 
I'll bet that would wake you up. Well, when this product hits big, I promise to donate 10% of the proceeds to St. Luke's. <laughs> that is a tithe after all. <sighs> okay, that's all the bad jokes I have today. Because the season of Advent is kind of serious, actually. And I apologize for the whiplash from the great litany to the blowing of the New Year's horns. For Advent, God invites us in the middle of all that December hullabaloo of parties and shopping and Christmas specials. God encourages us to hunker down and live a little more deeply in this darkening season. It is now the moment for you to wake from sleep is not some cheerful invitation to rise and shine. Rather, these words might fill us with dread or anticipation because they are meant to sound more like a, more like a cosmic wake-up call and they announce a moment of reckoning. As I said in today's gospel reading, Jesus tells his disciples, keep awake therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. Clearly today's scriptures are not about sleeping in. Paul's epistle in fact bids us rise while it is still dark in that hour before the dawn to get dressed and make ready. If you've ever gotten up really early, say to catch a flight to a far off country for a vacation or a business trip, you might understand what Paul is describing. That fear of forgetting to pack something you need, the dread of possibly missing your flight or your trip being delayed, the excitement of getting into a cab or Uber or car while it's still dark, anticipating that journey that'll bring you to a whole new place where your experiences may change your perspective forever. That electric charge of preparation, anticipation, is where we are called to live in this season of Advent. Starting today and for the next four weeks, it is not business as usual. Today's readings are meant to jolt us into the recognition that Advent is a time for focus and intention, for an inner journey and a pilgrimage. Jesus warns us not to be blasé like the neighbors of Noah who carried on eating, drinking, and making merry as if nothing was going to change their world. And then in the middle of their revelry, their hullabaloo and parties and shopping, when the flood came and swept them all away, they had no idea what was coming. Keep awake. At first glance, today's gospel passage is actually kind of scary and apocalyptic. It doesn't sound like good news at all. But Jesus urges us to take the hint and build the ark in our heart that will sustain us when the winds begin to buffet and the rain starts to pour down. To focus our intentions on the coming of the Son of Man, even though we don't know exactly how that will happen or when it will manifest. Jesus Christ is coming, and preparing ourselves for his arrival is what Advent is all about. I think I've mentioned this before from the pulpit, but... One reason I love this season is that, theologically speaking, time folds in on itself. So we anticipate Christ being born again as the baby Jesus this coming December 25th. But it's a birth that actually happened 2019 years ago. We prepare our hearts for the Son of Man's coming at some point in the future once more, while we also believe he came to us centuries ago, and also at our baptism. So as Christians, we live in this time of already and not yet in assurance and anticipation of God's presence among us. Jesus Christ is coming. Once again, in our symbolic remembrance of his birth at Christmas, 
than at a future unspecified point in time and right now in our hearts if we can push past our busyness, settle into a month of contemplation and prayer, and truly believe that we live under God's loving care. The season invites us to pause and reflect on a mystery. As today's collect says, we live in the time of this mortal life. So our personal narrative, our story, unfolds in a linear way from birth to death. But when Jesus Christ came to visit us in great humility, he arrived from a place outside of our mortal time, bringing with him that larger story of God's love and longing for us. He broke into our mortal world to make real God's love for us. By becoming human, God promised and insists that we matter and our lives have meaning. We matter because divinity became humanity and thereby instilled divinity in us. Our lives have meaning because a capital P perspective greater than ours adores us and surrounds us in love. So the season of Advent is a big deal. How do we prepare for it? How do we meet this breaking in of Christ into our lives? Well, in the church, we start this new cycle of devotion. We change our liturgy and our vestment colors. We refocus our worship. We have an Advent wreath. We have the great litany. And we make the moral decision in our hearts and our souls to live in hope rather than despair. Hope being a very rare commodity these days. But also we, we put on Christ like a garment. It surrounds our whole life. So in that dark hour before dawn when St. Paul's alarm clock bids us rise, we choose to wear the armor of light and to live honorably, to be Christ in the world. We act believing that our lives have meaning and that everyone matters. We take an ornament off the giving tree at the back of the church and buy a gift for a stranger, for a child, affirming that they matter. We sit down on a bench in the middle of a crowded shopping mall, close our eyes, and express gratitude to God for all the abundance we've been given. We decide to take on a small meditative practice this season, like a little Lent, committing to a few moments of silence each day, or setting aside one hour a week to intentionally turn off all our tech devices and TVs. That's not so easy to do. In this season of Advent, I encourage you strongly to take part in whatever helps to keep you mindful. Because mindfulness is what Jesus means when he says, keep awake. May this Advent season bring you to a whole new experience of Jesus Christ, one that changes your perspective and one that brings you hope. Amen. Amen. Amen.